It's time to mind your business with BEDC. With me, Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder here on Ocean 89. Brought to you by BEDC. Jamila, it's a hot Thursday. That's right. It is hot. And here we are. <laughs> Again, same time, this same week, place as usual. August is like going faster than all the other ones. It really is, you know. It's making <laughs> me a little nervous. I'm like, it's almost going to be December again. We might as well just put our Christmas lights up and, I think and be so. done with it. And right? be done with it. <laughs> That's right. We'll have a summer Christmas. Yeah. And uh, we're welcoming our special guest today, Alex White. Welcome, Alex. Hi, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, he got up here in a nice air-conditioned taxi and then, you know, almost <laughs> fell out when he got in the park. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. It's a scorcher out there, folks. Make sure you're being sun smart today. That's all we're saying. But uh, what are we here to talk about, Jamila? So, um, I'm so thankful that Alex was able to join us today because we're going to talk today about privacy and the importance of it. And Alex is our new privacy commissioner. And so uh, we actually are working with him, uh, partnering with him and his team to do a webinar next week, Wednesday. Cool. So we thought it appropriate to bring him in and tell us a little bit about um, privacy and all that. You hear it. You're hearing all these sure. terms and acronyms. And so really, um, it's just about what it is, what people should expect, especially mm-hmm. um, business owners in the way. And business owners online. That's now. right. That's always been the thing. That's you know, right. when you're when you're swapping a bunch of money around online with lots of personal information, I guess, Alex, that's where you come in and reassure everyone that the, you know, the things are in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the best of your ability, that's um, right. you know, to to make sure that that uh, that the things are protected. So yeah. before we get started, Alex, how did you get here? Tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, my accent will give me away shortly, but I'm uh, from the U.S. originally. Uh, and so I, I grew up in the southeastern U.S. So actually, from a climate perspective, this is, just feels like right at home. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm used to this. <laughs> okay. uh, so, uh, But I'm, I'm a lawyer, and I got involved in data privacy through insurance, okay. actually. I, was, I worked on cyber liability insurance. Wow, okay. And I just thought, this is fascinating. This is going to be huge. And, uh, and it, it has been. And, uh, and so started working in governments as well. So mm-hmm. I worked in the government, in uh, state government in the U.S., okay. uh, building up a privacy program there. And so when I saw this opportunity but with the insurance connection and the government connection. It I, makes I, sense, yeah, right? Yeah, I had to do it. It was, it was too good. And there are worse places to be than Bermuda, I oh, would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially hurt. right now. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, so great. Welcome. And uh, how long have you been here? Just so since January. Okay. So not that long. I got in just before the lockdown. Things I shut down. Say, <laughs> and can you imagine from January to now how much it's changed? Yeah, it, it has. Well, and, and you talked about doing things online too, yeah. but even just the amount of stuff that happens online and through websites and apps, that's changed so much in it the really last has. six months. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a, li- a bit about privacy. When we say that word, what are we talking about exactly? Yeah, a lot of people, when they think about privacy, they think, oh, I'm, I, that means you're trying to hide something mm-hmm. or, you know, you're trying to keep a secret. Uh, uh, but really what we mean when we say privacy is trying to put individuals in control. Okay. So it's all about telling to a person, you should be in control of what happens to this data that's about you. Mm-hmm. And you should be the one who's able to decide how it gets used or for what purposes it gets used. And so that's the, that's what I try to preach everywhere I go out and when I talk to folks. We're, yeah. we're, this is all about empowering people. Mm-hmm. And this is about helping people uh, take control of their lives. Okay. Because, I mean, we talked about doing business online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to have trust to sure. do business online. You that's have to right. trust the person across from you is, is going to, you know, only use your credit card 
for this transaction or right. whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Right. And so privacy is all about building that trust by putting that framework in place. Mm -hmm. So what have we done in Bermuda to help people to, I guess, give people a foundation of some minimum standards and, and that sort of thing? What laws have we put in place to assist people with that? Yeah, so Bermuda has a very progressive, forward-looking law in place right now. It's called the Personal Information Protection Act, okay. or I say PIPA. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and so that's it's a law. It's based on what a lot of the laws you see in Europe, which means that uh, it it has very strong privacy protections. Pri thinking about privacy as a human right. Uh, but the way I think about it is, you know, Bermuda, we're n we don't have one foot on either side of the Atlantic. Right. We've kind of got to balance both sides. So I, I've been thinking about it in terms of, you know, building mid-Atlantic privacy okay. of how can we take privacy as a human right, mm -hmm. but still make it so it makes business sense. Right. And, and we show businesses, hey, you can also use this as a tool to improve your operations and be more efficient. Mm -hmm. and, and use your data in the best way. Well, that makes sense because, I mean, first of all, it, I think a lot of people will be happy to hear that it is sort of um, an empower, empowering tool, mm -hmm. in other words, because you think privacy, you're like, oh, they have my information and now what are they going to do with it? So to know that, okay, this law was created to give you back a little bit of that power is a good thing. Um, so in terms of management and making sure that people are adhering to PIPA, is that what your role is as a commissioner? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have a, the regulatory role of going in and overseeing or receiving reports if people think their rights have been violated and okay. I can investigate that and potentially make orders to businesses to change their practices. Mm -hmm. uh, that's once PIPA comes into effect. It has not yet come yes, into effect. Gonna, yeah. And, and when so, is, what's the ETA on that? So uh, I, I don't, I can't give you a specific ETA. So PIPA gives authority to the minister to set the timetable for okay. when it comes into effect. And of course, there's been a lot going on in the world been at a little the busy. moment. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so I, I, uh, we're, we're going to make sure that whatever we do is in the smoothest possible way so that it's it's something that businesses can take on and it's not going to be too much of a burden. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you say, I'm going to play the devil's advocate, because when you say, oh, it's not in effect yet, I think like people just stop listening. They're like, oh, well, that doesn't apply to me. Sure. What do you say to those who may have that sort of response to it not being actually in effect yeah yet. no that's why i didn't bring it up until you called me <laughs> I'm out on sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i do that to myself but, sometimes. but that's why that's why i tell people i talk about the the positive side of it yeah. too mm -hmm. because it's not just about avoiding the the, the regulatory fines right. or the regulatory orders there's a lot that you can do uh, with data programs and privacy programs that are either going to reduce the chance that you have a data breach or uh, they're going to help you use your information more efficiently, mm -hmm. help, help you use your, uh, your customer records more efficiently. Uh, in fact, I've got an article all about this, all of the positive case for privacy, and it's going live on my website tomorrow morning. All so, right, you heard it yeah, here. Pri Privacy.bm is my website. Check <laughs> out my blog. Uh, but it's, it's all about that positive case for privacy. And mm -hmm. so how we can say, you know, businesses that have built a privacy program, uh, they get faster sales actually because their customers Trust either it. their customers respond mm -hmm. yeah. faster or they just feel more comfortable sure yeah, their trust has been established yeah, yeah exactly right you mentioned data breach now yeah. that's a big scary thing for a lot of you here so and so got hacked and millions of people's private data was taken by whoever operates in that little black area of technology mm -hmm. so uh dark area of technology so um how does uh, you, what you do sort of 
how does that play into what you do? Yeah, cybersecurity and privacy are really closely related. Yes. And, and when you think about them, I, I like to use the visual of a bank vault. Sure. And so you imagine that big metal bank door that, mm -hmm. that's on, on a right. vault. And, and I think of that as the cybersecurity side of things. Gotcha. So you're trying to build the biggest, baddest door you possibly can mm -hmm. to keep out the cat burglars. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas privacy, we're thinking, okay, well, what do we keep inside the safe? And right. what are we doing with those things? So mm -hmm. we've got, we've collected it from individuals. We have permission to put it in the safe, but then what do we do with it? Right. What, what's okay from that perspective? Mm -hmm. And so you're making those types of decisions uh, when it comes to privacy. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of overlap because you, you do need to evaluate the risks of what harm could be done to an individual. You mm -hmm. know, there's a big difference between somebody's address and someone's uh, you know, health insurance number. Right. Sure. You know, you can do very different things with sure. those. Mm -hmm. And so you have to make sure from a security perspective, mm -hmm. you're doing whatever you need to try to take away that. So the different industries sometimes have different things they have to put into like place yeah. for exactly what you're saying. Exactly right. Now, what about when, you know, some, you know, they say your data is being used so advertisers and things can hit you mm -hmm. ahead and fill up your inbox <laughs> with junk and stuff. Is that related as well? Yes, that's right. So mm -hmm. it's very common now for advertisers online to make profiles mm -hmm. on individuals. And so if you go to a shoes website and then you go to a, uh, a ski resort website, mm -hmm. the next ad you might see might Our be for ski shoes. boots or sure. something like that. <laughs> exactly. So, so they've built this profile and they're trying to guess what you might be interested in. Mm -hmm. And so PIPA is very useful because it ha gives individuals the opportunity to opt out of that. Mm -hmm. gotcha. If you would rather not have someone use your information for marketing, mm -hmm. you're able to make that request. And, and, and the person you're dealing with needs to honor it or then they're mm -hmm. in hot water, right? Exactly right. Gotcha. So speaking from an entrepreneur or business owner's perspective, what are some of the things that they should be doing to prepare themselves for when PIPA is actually enacted. Like to me now is the perfect time for yeah. them to start doing that, right? So yeah. that they're ahead of the game before, you know, having to play catch up. Well, and yeah, I, that, I agree completely. And and that's what I joke with people. Hey, now's the time to make a mistake. Because, yeah. There's you know, no penalty. You can call, you know, if you, if you do make a mistake, you can call me up and ask questions yeah, and we can yeah. have a conversation and you don't need to worry about it. Uh, but the biggest thing that businesses can do is try to understand what data they have. Mm. So what what are you collecting? Is it do you have a uh, you know frequent customers club? Right. And, and so you've got names and addresses, or you know every time you make a payment, you get a credit card number, yes, made, perhaps. Right. And so you know how when you get that, what happens to it? How long do you keep it? Mm -hmm. You know, do do you save it on your computer in some right, way? Right, right, right. So understanding that process in the, in the jargon, we would say that your data inventory and your data flow mm -hmm. and how it moves through your organization. Uh, that's critical. And, and in fact, once you've done that, a lot of the following steps becomes really become really easy mm -hmm. uh, because you know what data you have. And then it's just a matter of saying, oh, well, we keep it in this filing cabinet. We need to make sure there's a lock right. or that it's in a locked room. Okay. Or we keep it on this computer. Let's make sure we've got it encrypted or uh, password protected. And I think that what we're hearing from some of our entrepreneurs is like, how do you simplify what is required because it can be a little scary you start talking yeah. cybersecurity and privacy and i sell shoes and i'm like what and what <laughs> what do i need to do what do you mean yeah. i sell the shoe or they give me the money and so mm -hmm. be it so i do think especially now with a lot of people having to shift to doing business online because of covid and the pandemic and all of that that's going to be extremely mm -hmm. important for them to understand what 
they are required to do to be able to manage this data. Mm -hmm. Do you and your office have sort of tip sheets or guidelines? I suspect that's what we're going to talk a little bit about next week, Wednesday. Um, But just something to provide business owners with some sort of guidance or like minimum requirements to make sure that they are doing what they need to do. Yeah, I've got a few pieces of guidance up on my website right now, but there will be more coming. Okay. So so stay tuned there and, and you'll see more. Uh, but the, you know, I, I encourage people to think about it basically as well. You wouldn't have an, an office building that doesn't have a lock on the door, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's certain kind of fundamental things that we just have to do nowadays in order to do business. But I think it's really important, from my perspective as a as a regulator, to try to make it easy. Yes. Uh, because w- there's a risk that you end up with only big organizations mm-hmm. with lots of money for compliance or right. lawyers or whatever, and, and they get locked into their market share. And, right. And, and small businesses or startups, they don't have an opportunity to get into it. So we want to make sure that we can make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that a startup doesn't have privacy risk. Right. Because you can you can create yeah. an app and you can start collecting uh, the, the earth on that. And yeah. so... Uh, just because you're a small business doesn't necessarily mean you don't have a risk there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we do want to make sure that we can make it feasible for you to actually fix that. And I think it's important. That's why you're here, Alex. <laughs> because, <laughs> we're talking about. you know, our stakeholders are small and medium-sized businesses. And a lot of times when we have these conversations, you know, they kind of switch off because they're like, oh, no, they're not talking to me because most of my customers now are in Bermuda or local, right? Mm-hmm. But now... People are overseas, you're online, somebody in London or Canada has bought some of um, your merchandise. And so what other types of legislation or laws, if you do have customers that are outside of Bermuda, that you have to be cognizant of? What other type of law um, do you need to be familiar with or understand is out there that you have to, you know, follow? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and PIPA feels like a new law yeah. and that we're kind of creating this new idea of privacy rights. But actually, a lot of other countries have had these laws for quite a while. Okay. So if you do business with any European Union country mm-hmm. or the UK, they have a law called the General Data Protection Regulation, which is very close to PIPA. Okay. And, and so, you know, if you sold anything to a European then they would expect that your data is protected mm-hmm, in, a, mm-hmm. in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Canada has privacy laws. And even in the U.S., where we think is so free market, yeah. they're starting to get privacy laws as well. Just this summer, mm-hmm. uh, the state of California introduced a privacy law. And so that you know, it's very likely that that's going to continue to grow and become a, a standard all across the U.S. Um, so so that, yeah. that's another thing I tell people is, yeah. is being here in Bermuda, mm-hmm. being able to get a handle on these issues now are going to really help you as your business grows mm-hmm. because you'll be ready to face these challenges in all these other jurisdictions. Okay. Or if you're a business person, you'll, yeah. be, you'll have the skills to go to other jurisdictions if that's something you wanted to do. I think that's really important because, and you mentioned GDPR, and I know we're always talking about scaling on the show and using the, you know, the internet to be able to becoming international instead of just yeah. local. Mm-hmm. But with that growth, there is the risk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, your risk or your liability increases, mm-hmm. and so just being able to mitigate that risk, I think, is really important, mm-hmm. and understanding what your actual um, requirements are. I think are key. Is it an an insurance requirement then? You need to insure against a a mistake you might have made or or something like that. So there'll be a a product 
in the yeah. insurance industry that you that you either buy into or you become a member of? Type there, thing? there are insurance products for this. Right now, most insurance products focus on data breaches. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and so that's that's the cyber liability insurance. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and so you see more and more sophisticated versions of that. Mm -hmm. It's not quite standardized everywhere. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. every insurance company is going to have a slightly different policy and cover slightly different things. So mm -hmm. you need to make sure it covers whatever the risks are for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, how things are worded are really important <laughs> in yeah. that regard. I think so, right? Yeah. You know, how things Will are worded. Will and could and all yeah. those things. What's covered. That lawyer legal, What's covered and what isn't, <laughs> you know, for those specific uh, problems. Correct. So, okay. I want to go back to what... Um, our, you know, stakeholders here in Bermuda can do and what they should be thinking about. Um, so I'm a business owner. I own the shoe company, like I said, and I don't know anything about what you just said. So <laughs> yeah. what do you recommend I do? Or are there resources available that they can maybe hire someone to be able to assess where they are mm -hmm. and make recommendations, that sort of thing? What do you feel about that and what are your suggestions yeah so because my office is so new and i'm having to create everything from scratch mm -hmm. i've been referring people to other privacy commissioners offices throughout gotcha. the world mm -hmm. so you can look at uh the privacy commissioner of canada or the what they call the data protection commissioner in ireland mm -hmm. or even what they call the information commissioner in the uk okay. they have some great resources there you can look at uh, but there are also local experts in this field as well. And that's been a real treat for me to come in and get to meet those different experts. And uh, and there are training courses happening mm -hmm. to get more and more people with these skills. And in fact, there was a, uh, a training course uh, that I, I collaborated with the, when they developed their materials, the TLC mm -hmm. uh, uh, solutions. And they have a, a program where their trainees will actually partner with a business mm -hmm. and do a free evaluation. Okay. Sure. So if you're in that example, like you were just talking about of, of, of someone, you know, I just have a shoe business. Yeah. I, can someone tell me what's going on? Right. Mm -hmm. They have someone who just took a course on PIPA mm -hmm. come in and talk you through some of the issues and ask you questions. That's a win-win situation. Yeah. 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 It's that's a free a service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I, I think that that's, you know, it's a win-win-win for everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a big deal. And I, um, thanks for sharing that because because I don't think people are aware mm -hmm. that that is even an option. I think anytime we start saying, oh, there's a new law, new legislation, people automatically start hearing dollar signs mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. coins start yeah. trickling out of their bank accounts, mm -hmm. but that they could actually get someone to come in and sort of audit, if mm -hmm. you will, mm -hmm. um, their systems currently and just say, oh, maybe you don't need to store all of this and um, get rid of some of this just to ensure that they're compliant. I think yeah. that's great. Even mm -hmm. just a high level, you know, help you think about the issues. Right. Sure. So if any anyone's interested, you can email my office. Uh, my website's privacy.bm and my contact information's there or email privcom at privacy.bm. Uh, and, and I can forward your information along uh, if you're a business owner that's interested in that. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this, Alice, because you're building everything, um, is that, do you consider that an opportunity? Because although there is existing kind of privacy guidelines out there in other jurisdictions, is there an opportunity for you to tweak what's already out there to meet our standards? Um, and if so, what has been your experience? What kind of tweaks do you think that you will need to make to support the local entrepreneurship community here? Yeah, I think that's one of the most exciting parts about it yeah. is that we're not just copying and pasting what they do in other countries. 
for for a lot of reasons. Right. But one uh, major reason is uh, I I truly believe that if we can show that privacy makes business sense, mm-hmm. then that's going to be the best way to protect people's privacy rights. Sure, right. because everyone's going to buy in. Exactly right. Right. Yeah. right. And, and that's an approach you don't see so much in a mm-hmm. lot of regulators. Mm-hmm. And so that that's why I'm pushing and thinking about it that way. Um, but also, Bermuda is just such a unique place in its size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it's not like, you know, walking down the street in New York City when you walk down the street in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to see people you know. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to mention to someone that they saw oh, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, and, so, and, and so privacy just has to mean something a little bit different yeah. here because there's there's that fact that you know more about people already Mm -hmm. uh, but also that makes privacy harms even more impactful Mm -hmm. because if something gets out it spreads like wildfire there's nowhere you can go right Mm -hmm. and so we have to be more careful in some ways Mm -hmm. i i mean that's a a huge point i mean when i first moved to bermuda because i'm from the south too you know (laughs) no we didn't guess that (laughs) (laughs) um and I remember arriving in the airport and uh, some stranger who came to Bermuda like me for the first time. And I swear if I didn't see that person about five times while I was in Bermuda, I was like, we're no longer strangers. Right. Yeah. And that just kind of um, it was a real life example of what you're talking about. It's how, and where else in the world would you arrive at the airport with someone and then become fast friends with them? like Within a couple <laughs> and, of days because you saw them 12 not, times. Not because yeah. you wanted to. But just because that's just that's just what happens in Bermuda. So taking that into consideration and from a business perspective, I mean, it, there's huge implications, right? Yes. If something gets out or if there's something breached and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that, um, you know, glad to have you on board. And yeah. it'd be interesting to see what it what it looks like once everything is in um, pipe up, rolls out and all of that. Mm-hmm. But... Let's just say, for example, PIPA is in effect and um, there is a breach or, or, or a company has been found to not be doing what they need to be doing. Is it your role now to come in and be like, OK, well, this is the fine. This is what you have. Like, is that why you are here on the island? <laughs> <laughs> well, well I would, I mean, first off, no, it's not. Okay. Uh, because... Because I, I there's not fining powers okay. for my office, and which I like because mm-hmm. I don't want people to think about it, privacy in terms of dollars and cents. Yeah. Because there's so many things about privacy <sighs> that you cannot quantify sure. in right. the same way. Sure. You know, you can't quantify embarrassment. No, you know, that's and, true. And, that's or, true. Or you know the 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 fact that people you know feel reluctant to try something new because they were they're worried they might be judged. Right. Sure. Right. So I, I like the fact that that's not an aspect. Of, of my powers. Um, and so what I would do is, is I would make recommendations to an organization on how they should change their practices. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. A- and then it does become a court order at that point. So it would be subject to judicial review by the courts. Right. Uh, so you could appeal it. Or uh, if you didn't follow the order, then there could, the court could impose a fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I think ultimately mo- most people want to do the right thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think part of it is knowing what the right thing is. <laughs> and that's what you're working on. Exactly. <laughs> um, but let's talk a little bit about the upcoming webinar. Because <laughs> you are here with us today, but I understand that um, you have a team of people that you're working with and that will be available to speak with um, our stakeholders about privacy. What is your goal for the webinar next week? 
Yeah. So so this team you were talking about, this is the um, Bermuda Cybersecurity Governance Board. All right. Which is a group that, I know that sounds real I know, that's, fancy, I'm like, wait a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was set up uh, with uh, through Bermuda Cybersecurity Strategy a couple of years ago, and so it has uh, folks from government, it has folks from the private sector, and I jumped on board when I came in too. Uh, and so we've got uh, uh, several different perspectives talking about privacy and cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. And and I want I want to emphasize that it's not just me. So you you won't you won't be listening to me the whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, and so let, let me I've got the names up here. Okay. So we've got we got Dr. Marisa Stones from the government of Bermuda. Yes. Ronnie Vieira from First Atlantic Commerce, Brett Hinshelwood from Deloitte, and Stuart Daniels, the security manager with the government of Bermuda. Uh -huh. And so you're going to get a lot of different perspectives, and there'll be some things that go into real a lot of detail about what sort of um, you know tricks cyber criminals are trying to play mm -hmm. in this COVID world that we're right, in right, right. now. Uh, but also you'll get some high level stuff and, and that's that'll be part of what I do is talk at a very high level about what does privacy mean? Mm -hmm. What does it mean you have to do? What does a privacy program look like? Mm -hmm. So we'll get into all those kinds of details. So there's something for everybody, I mm -hmm. think, no matter whether you have a little bit of experience or a lot or none. Right, right. And like I, I want to just keep reiterating the fact that so many people have made the switch to being online. Now mm -hmm. is the time to make sure that you understand what it means, yeah. right? Sure. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's part of it is, it, I mean, we were forced to do this really fast. Yes. Mm. There, there is a statistic I saw that said in the first eight weeks of the lockdown mm -hmm. around the world, the, we advanced five years in how much we yeah. use technology yes. and video chat and all sure. of that. Yeah. And so, you know, we just had to do it. We had mm -hmm. to we had keep to. the business yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, but now it's time to, to start looking at how we did it. How you're doing it. Say, and how well, you okay, continue. We, we did it. We did it because we had to, but we don't have to now. So right, let's, right. let's see how we can make sure we're doing it the right way mm -hmm. or what tweaks we might need to what make. What do technology companies play role? Like, I know there's a company here that rolled out a product that was for buying stuff uh, online, but not giving out your credit card and your debit card information online. I can't remember exactly what it was called, and I won't mention the company right now, but, uh, you know, there are, I guess, um, software or, or platforms mm -hmm. that, that enable people to do business without, you know, bending any of the banking rules and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. And that's one reason why I don't want to be too prescriptive in gotcha. the rules that I make. Mm -hmm. Because who's to say that a business owner out there isn't going to come up with a better idea sure. than the rules that I can come up with. Sure. Right. And mm -hmm. so I, I, I remember reading about a business, this might be the same one that mm -hmm. you were thinking of, that had that was creating a... Um, you know, if you if you left uh, uh, recommendations for certain places, then you could get credits that you could spend on different things. And, you mm. know, and so instead of building an advertising profile and selling that advertising profile, they had found another way mm -hmm. for to get what they needed mm -hmm. uh, and also for individuals who use the service to get mm -hmm. a value out of sure. it. Sure. Uh, and, and so I love seeing that kind of innovation from mm -hmm. technology companies. Mm. And, and that's part of what I want to do, too. You know, they, the uh, regulators often say they'll they'll use what's called a sandbox yes. to work with technology yep. uh, or, or new technologies. And so, of course, I I, I'm, I love acronyms. And, and I so I had to figure out something that fit with pink so I could have a pink sandbox. <laughs> OK. And so we got the privacy, innovation and knowledge sharing sandbox. Love All right. It. <laughs> well done. Love it. <laughs> But so so yeah so if if there are any companies out there that feel like they have a new technology mm -hmm. and they feel like
like that you know it may be hard for them to fit it around pipa mm -hmm. call me up sure that's what that's what i'm here for and we'll have it in the sandbox mm -hmm. and so you can say okay well i worked hand in hand with the mm -hmm. privacy commissioner throughout this process to make sure uh it, we could move forward because the last mm -hmm. thing we want to do is stifle innovation that's, exactly. how, that's how we progress mm -hmm. i love that i mean i think that's very important because i think it shows that you're listening not just to what the rules say but you're also listening to your actual stakeholders um and knowing that the rules or policies that you put in place have flexibility to be modified as necessary, mm -hmm. um, as long as they meet whatever the requirements are. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. So this pink sandbox now, <laughs> <laughs> is that on the website and on the blog as well? Yeah, I do I do have a brief reference to it on the blog, but we're, we're early days still. Okay. So, still developing uh, it. Yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. the, the, if anyone wants to be part of the, the, uh, the, the trial process okay. for the pink sandbox, please let me know. All right, I'm sure you're going to get some requests because we are always I mean we see ideas all the time so um, any that we think fit I'll send them your way I sure. love it. so we're coming towards the, the end of the show I told you it was going to go quick mm -hmm. tonight mm -hmm. um, but I just want to remind everyone of the webinar next week Wednesday 1230 um, it is free you can register for that on our website at bedc.bm Alex and team will be on and they will be discussing a little about what we talked about today, but a little bit more in detail. I'm glad to have representation from the public and private sector because, mm -hmm. um, you know, not everything, like you said, fits in the same sort of box. So getting those uh, differences of opinion and recommendations and tips and all of that, I think will be great. So we definitely are looking forward to that next week. Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, if you have questions or you want to reach um, Alex, uh, you want to just share with them your your details again? Yeah, you could. The best thing to do is go to privacy.bm, where I've got some news and guidance, and I've got blog posts you can read there, uh, and contact details as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and so I've got. I do have an office set up downtown, but uh, I, please make an appointment because it is just me at the moment. <laughs> oh, and so I need to make sure I'm actually there for you. <laughs> but, the door, I'm always yeah. happy to meet with folks. And we're always we're still look we're still doing the remote thing. So um, mm -hmm. email certainly is the best way to get in touch with us which is info at bdc.bm or like alex we do have our website and most of everything that we're doing all is the information there. is there and people yeah. can sign up for the webinar still yep um, it's still open um mm -hmm. we usually leave it open you know right right up until, until the time. yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's online so you don't have to go anywhere you mm -hmm. just really need to get um the access code get so your that invite you can log yeah. on yeah mm -hmm. so please don't delay go ahead and do that next week wednesday at 12 30 and then i also just want to remind people that we have our upcoming uh, multi-week course called think like an entrepreneur yeah that's a popular so one that's mm -hmm. a popular one that's for anyone who has an idea you might want to pink sandbox it you're not <laughs> sure if it's gonna work <laughs> Um, and it's really around validating that idea, making sure. sure that it's something that could potentially work. Um, and that is coming up soon. So registration is open for that. It's on our website. Mm -hmm. And these multi-week courses are eight weeks. So we sure. meet once a week. Um, and there is a fee. But due to COVID, we've discounted all our fees by mm -hmm. 50%. So if you've been looking at it and trying to decide whether you should take it, now's the time. Now's the time. Because <laughs> at hesitate. some point, it's going to go back mm -hmm. um, to its regular price. Um, the other thing I just want to remind people about is we still have our summer student <gasps> entrepreneurs out there mm -hmm. who are selling their goods and selling their prize. We had the meet and greet with the premier oh, and the public. Well. It mm -hmm. went well. It was last Friday at City Hall Lawn. 
Um, but I want to just encourage people to support them. You can find them on Amazuda.com. BM. Mm -hmm. um, and if you log on there, you can see all of the products and you just type in SSEP and the list of the students come up with their products. So just want to encourage people to support them. Mm -hmm. And um, we look forward to seeing you next week, Wednesday with yep. Alex. With Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this Thursday and mind your business, Jamila. I know we'll have a whole lot more to talk about next week again and, and more of the great offerings from uh, the BEDC. And uh, I, I hear people, uh, yeah, I heard about it on the radio. I heard you two talking. So where right. we, we love that all our listeners out there are jumping on board and taking advantage of the great things that uh, BEDC can do for you. And Alex, officially, welcome to Bermuda. Thank you, thank He's you. got his Bermuda shorts on, and he's wearing them the right he way, folks. He is ready. <laughs> Just want you to know. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today, folks. Uh, make sure you mind your business, because if you don't, who will? And we'll see you all again next week. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.